0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, Basketball Rivalry Week hits an NBA crib. BYU-Utah tomorrow. What do you expect from the Cougars after their best game of the holiday season?
1: But is the basketball game against Utah a bigger deal than the women's volleyball regional
0: semifinal tonight? Uh, An Olympic gold medalist is a big deal. He's in Studio B today. And if you had to award a BYU version of the Heisman Trophy, who would you give it to?
2: Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and
0: Jerem Jordan. This is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Friday, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, December 7th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Bachelor Season 3 Understudy, Jerem Jordan. Fun fact, never watched a single episode. Haven't seen one episode episode. in the 158 seasons that they've done? Is that where we are? I think that's The Simpsons, I guess. Oh, my bad. Yeah. My B. I've never seen one. Yeah, I invite you to watch one full episode of The Bachelor so that you can remind yourself why you don't watch. The I don't
1: Bachelor. need that. <laughs> I don't need that. So I shall not do it. Thank you though.
0: <laughs> I bring that up because we have a former Bachelor contestant in the house today.
1: Yes, we do and it's not one of us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> More on that in just a bit. Here is today's show lineup. What was said in the BYU basketball players only meeting prior to the Utah State game? We'll ask Captain Luke Worthington that question in 15 minutes. We also hope to get points in and one with our picks in 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, one of us needs
0: to get something. The picks today are just ridiculous.
1: I've gone uh I'm not kind even... of more prop than yeah. actual game I, just stuff. Like yeah, yeah
0: sure, okay. Yeah. Flip a coin. <laughs> I've got yeah, I've got one that's essentially flip a coin I'll show you. And Olympic gold medalist Dane Blanton joins us to talk about what he likes most about this number 4 overall seed BYU women's volleyball team. He'll be on the call for ESPN today, uh, calling Texas-Michigan on ESPNU. BYU and Florida will be streamed on ESPN3 at 6.30 Eastern. Gold medalist, man. Beach volleyball. Yes. How about that? Yes. And I promise we'll have the Bachelor tie-in at some point. (laughs) Uh, Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines on Friday. As mentioned, BYU Women's Volleyball hosting the Gators of Florida in a Sweet 16 matchup at the Smithfield House. 6.30 Eastern, 4.30 Mountain on ESPN3. The Gators are the fourth best blocking team in the country matched up against the Cougars, who are the number one hitting percentage team in the country. I love it. Again, don't miss it. ESPN 3. It's going to be rocking in the Smithfield house. Avenge Jimmer's final game. And what about the Gator clap? Yeah, you guys were right yesterday
1: when you said that uh, the, well, it's it's, it's sharks yeah, in the sharks, water. Yeah, a shark clap, but, but yeah. they're going to think that it's Gators. The Gators. Yes, so it's exactly. like,
0: wait, we're losing. Wait, what? And are doing the Gator clap? Wait, what? Clap?
1: BYU men's basketball plays Utah tomorrow to Eastern at Vivint Smart Home Arena in Salt Lake City in the Beehive Classic. Dave Rose says he isn't quite sure what to expect from the Utes.
0: They're trying to um, find their group because they've replaced so many guys and they have so many new guys, and it seems like every game there's a a, a different lineup, Um, uh, but we'll see a couple of games, and so uh, we'll see what they settle in on.
1: Watch or listen to the game on ESPNU and BYU Radio tomorrow.
0: Six different former Cougars will play for their respective NFL teams this weekend, including the Kansas City Chiefs' Daniel Sorensen in a big-time matchup against The Baltimore Ravens, a game with significant playoff implications. The Chiefs, they want home field advantage. They probably got to win out if they they want to have that against the New England Patriots.
1: And women's basketball also plays Utah in Salt Lake City, but in the Huntsman Center 9 Eastern time tomorrow. Watch it on the Pac-12 Network.
0: All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
2: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU basketball now two days removed from their best performance of the season to date. 11 for 24 from the three-point line. They had 11 steals. The defensive energy was awesome. Nick Emery returned. Yoli Child scored 31 points. TJ Haas was in the 20s again. Jerem, do you expect the BYU basketball team we saw against Utah State on Wednesday night or the one we saw against Weber State last week? tomorrow against Utah on a neutral court. I expect the
1: team closer to the Utah State team than the Weber State team, for sure. I think that this team found something, and it, it required giving up 113 against Weber State, but BYU has put uh, a lot of chips in on the defensive end. I don't think BYU is going to give up 113 in the game this year, even in number one Gonzaga. With a renewed sense of defensive energy, BYU will be better, and an injection of skill and energy from Nick Emery. This team's different, in my opinion. Connor Harding gaining confidence, too. It's another rivalry game, so see if BYU can kind of keep that energy up from the Utah State game. Hey, they're good, they're good. Now, Utah, not as good as uh, Utah State, per se, in the way they've been kind of up and down at 4-3, and three, but uh, Utah, the rivalry... In Salt Lake City at Vivint Smart Home Arena. So this is a big game on ESPNU, so you get a national audience there. I expect the team closer to Utah State. I don't know that BYU can match the Utah State game. That That was a tremendous performance from BYU, but something closer towards that.
0: I'm glad you brought up Connor Harding because that reminds me of the BYU bench. Do we expect anything close to the bench performance against Utah State to show up against Utah tomorrow? Man, that would really help BYU get going. I don't, and primarily I don't expect the same shooting performance because you're in a different arena. It's a neutral site, NBA venue, different sight lines. I don't think BYU is going to shoot 11 for 24 from the three-point line, and they're not going to shoot 60% in the first half. But can they be 45-plus percent? As a team, and 35-plus percent from the three-point line, honestly, if they do those two things, they should beat Utah. And like you, I expect similar defensive energy. With the return of Nick Emery, BYU will be, once again, infused and sparked. And when he comes off the bench, it's going to help. So, yeah, I would be disappointed majorly if BYU didn't come out with that type of agenda defensively like they did against Utah State because they were challenged hardcore by their coaches after giving up the 113. And basically... Humbled significantly to believe, like, look, you need to prove us wrong, like, because right now we don't think you can stop anybody. Can you stop somebody? And they proved it against Utah State, a team that's better than Utah.
1: Yeah, two things. Um, one is defensively, it, you, you got to be careful about the emotional game and then the game after. Okay, Utah State's the emotional game, right? Hey, seven and one, you gave up one hundred thirteen. You got to bring it. Nick Emery's back. Blah, 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 all these things, right? BYU played a great game. They answered it. They answered the call. This is the next game. But it's Utah, so I think BYU can rise up to that. The second thing, the NBA three-point lines always cause the guys to start it's, the there's offense some havoc. with m- way more space. So driving lanes will be there, but bad shots are going to be taken yeah. because the guys see a line and they go up. So, and it's going to be deeper, so watch for that tomorrow.
0: Yeah, there will be some havoc tomorrow just because it's a different type of venue, different setting. And the sight lines matter, people. They really do for shooters. Yeah,
1: but it's going to be fun to be in the uh, home of the Jazz. And what a performance last night against the Rockets there. Okay, we have BYU and Utah tomorrow, but we also have the regional semifinal, the Sweet 16 of BYU women's volleyball. So which is the bigger event
0: this weekend, BYU-Utah or the women's volleyball team hosting the NCAA regional? That's easy, and that's a little bit shocking because you think, BYU-Utah, man, uh, the right... It's women's volleyball, and it's not close. They're hosting their first regional since 1986. It's the first time they've ever hosted a regional in an expanded 64-team bracket. Do all of you realize how hard it is to be a top-four team in a sport with 330 Division I programs? Think about it with March Madness. You have to be be a a number-one seed seed to host a regional. (laughs) Title hopes are on the line for this BYU women's volleyball team. A shot of getting to the next stage. They've gone to the Sweet 16 consistently seven times in a row now. It's time to take the next step. That's on the line. And your season is on the line. If you lose, it's over. It's way bigger in the Smithfield house compared to what BYU and Utah will have at Vivint Smart Home Arena. And that's not a knock on basketball. It's just understanding the context of what goes into these two different matches.
1: Absolutely. BYU women's volleyball has been ranked number one. The entire season, <laughs> the first couple of weeks, they're not. the climate. like, most of the year. 11 weeks. Now they host, and they're playing Florida, who's a tremendous team. Winner gets Texas or Michigan. Um, if BYU can take care of business with two home matches, they're in the Final Four for the third time in program history and the second time in the last five years. If BYU lost today, that would be a disappointment, a huge disappointment on this season. <laughs> because it wasn't the Sweet 16 that was the goal. It was... Let's compete for a national title. Now, I, I I'm not national title or bust with this team, but I am elite eight or bust. And they're on their home team. floor, so yes. it feels
0: even stronger. Where BYU
1: is what ninety six and three in the last Ridiculous, five years, right? Crazy? Yes, six they've lost years?
0: three matches since two thousand twelve in that building. So Florida
1: today, that'll be a big one. And then Texas took out BYU in the Sweet Sixteen two years ago in Austin in five in a match where BYU led. By uh, what was it, thirteen eleven or fourteen eleven? They or were up eleven crazy.
0: to five yeah. and thirteen eleven. Something crazy. The so
1: this, it BYU Utah is certainly a big deal. But I'm going with if I have to compare the two women's volleyball, huge opportunity at home this weekend, and hopefully men's basketball takes care of business. Women's volleyball takes care of business. It could be a great weekend.
0: I want to experience the juice of a home elite eight match so badly against Texas. Against probably. Texas. Yeah. Oh. I want but that Florida's so much for this challenge. team and yeah. for this fan base. Florida's, Florida's a, a really big, good team. Florida's a big challenge. And they're a sneaky, unseated team because they kind of fell off the radar a little bit when they lost their best player for about 10 matches. Now their best player is back. Well, BYU
1: lost the second best player.
0: That makes it interesting, yeah. right? That but makes things has even found more some soon. answers, right, the last couple weeks. But the Cougars are home, and Florida had to travel a long way. I don't know. I can't wait. I'm really excited. It is Heisman Trophy weekend in college football, and a lot of experts think that Kyler Murray of Oklahoma is going to be the guy. He's had ridiculous numbers. Oklahoma's in the college football playoff. Yeah, good for you, Oklahoma. Okay, let's make it about BYU right now. If you had to award a BYU player the BYU version of a Heisman Trophy for this season, who gets it, Jerem?
1: I'm uncomfortable with Heisman, but I'll say most outstanding. (laughs) Uh, Sione Takitaki gets it for me. He switched positions midseason because of injury slash ineptitude to several guys in the linebackers, Zane Anderson and Butch Powell and whatnot. And that was different for Sione. I think Sione was a better outside linebacker than middle, but he answered the call and our stat of the day references that exact idea.
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of
1: the day. Taki Takitaki has 99 tackles this season. He gets one more. He'll be the first player to have 100 since Wani Unga in 2013. Yeah, that's going to happen. And just the third player in independence. So what he's done in terms of uh, number of tackles is significant. The amount of solo tackles is the big one, though, because there's no more overrated stat in football than tackles. Unless you score or go out of bounds, someone's got to tackle you. But what Sione Takitaki has done has been significant. And second on the team in tackles for loss with eight, two sacks, four quarterback hurries, leads the team in that, pass breakups uh, as well as he's been all over it. So Sione had to play a different position, if you will, and really answered the call. It was tremendous against Wisconsin and the biggest win of the year as well.
0: Yeah. For me, I'm going to give it to another BYU defensive player, and I'm going to go with Corbin Cafusi, And this is part Ironman award. Part, the spirit of the sport award. Part, he was just awesome this year award. He was. He can do so many things. So versatile. Uh, and I know that people are saying, well, you're only giving it to him because of what he did against Utah. Oh, uh, yeah, that plays into it. He's a beast. It's top 20 in sacks. And he's top 20 in sacks all time at BYU. We won. No, no, no. I mean in the country. Sorry, in, in the country. Yeah. He went. Six sacks last year, and we thought, okay, pretty good season given the BYU was four nine. I thought if he has six sacks again this year, like that, that would be good. one. every other
1: game doesn't feel like a lot, right?
0: He outdid that this year. Like he was better this year than he was last year, and he was playing with significant injuries this year. Corbin Kafusi gets my Heisman Trophy or my most outstanding player slash Ironman for BYU football.
1: Yeah, what's the name of this? We've given it three different names. Uh, we'll figure that out later. Corbin Kafusi was the most inspirational as well this oh, year. Man. What he did against Utah yeah. was significant. Spirit of sport. And and it was important for him because we've been asked for a couple of years, is he an NFL player? Like 6'9", like he, he, he'll get a shot for sure. I'm not sure if he'll be drafted. I won't be surprised if he is. I won't be surprised if he isn't either, but he'll certainly get an opportunity in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I hope he does. I mean, why would you not at least take a minor risk on a guy yeah. that is is six nine and can wreak havoc? And we didn't even bring up the fact that he is a special teams nightmare blocking kicks with He's, his length. BYU
1: is the number one field goal defense in the country, if that means anything. Part of me thinks it means nothing, but sometimes I'm like, wait, that's pretty good. And BYU won a, a couple games based on that.
0: They've got some dudes. Kyrus Tonga, Corbin Kafusi, helping out with that special teams effort.
1: Kyrus K- Tonga will be an F- NFL player, but I think BYU gets it for another year, at least. Come on back, Kyris. Yeah, <laughs> We can use
0: you. Play all four. Our question of the day. Which is the bigger event this weekend in BYU sports? BYU basketball against Utah or BYU women's volleyball hosting Florida in a Sweet 16 NCAA regional? Time to hear from you. Let's go to Voice of the Nation.
2: This is the Voice
0: of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. At Laser Sheep Answers on Twitter. Basketball versus Utah. The storyline of Larry Kristoviak and Nick Emery is juicy. Oh, yeah, that. We just lost another football game to Utah. And Yoli is rolling. Women's volleyball doing what they always do. Kind of like Alabama in football. They deserve the glory, but nobody is surprised.
1: It's an exciting weekend, I'll tell you that. <clears throat> it's going to be a good one.
0: Take care of business in the Sweet 16. Set up an Elite 8 match with Texas.
1: Oh, that would be... This is all happening in sequence, by the way. None of it goes head-to-head, which is nice.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. You can yes, watch all please. of it. Consume all of it. Hashtag on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to join that social media conversation.
1: And coming up, and one picks for BYU versus Utah. Will we ever get
0: a point? Ever. <sighs> and next, Captain Luke joins us. What went into the decision to call a players-only meeting for BYU basketball? And apparently it worked. Why? We'll ask Luke Worthington about that. This is BYU Sports Nation.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Tuesday, watch or listen to BYU basketball. Dave Rose is Coach Rose, Dalton Nixon, and Quincy Lewis join Gregor Bell next Tuesday to discuss Cougar hoops. Tuesday at eight Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
0: Hey Yoli Childs, we're still waiting for that new basketball that you promised. Oh, did he promise a basketball? He called the one we have on our set crusty. So, oh, okay. Yeah, we're waiting for that, Yoli. Just let us know when you want to bring that by. I thought it was Yo Ellie this whole time. No, no, come on, man. It's just because you're tired. I watched the Weaver State game. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUSN on demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. Watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience the show whenever you want. Our question of the day which is the bigger event this weekend? BYU Utah basketball at Vivint Smart Home Arena the home of the Utah Jazz tomorrow or BYU women's volleyball hosting a sweet 16 match against Florida tonight at Big D Dan 11 answers on Twitter volleyball a national title quest is always more important than a regional rivalry plus there's a good oh, chance wow. we get BYU Texas in volleyball Saturday he's aware of what happened 2 years ago as well in Austin
1: it's no regional rivalry
0: mm-hmm. it's the rivalry yeah it's not like it's a rivalry. It means a Everybody BYU-Utah is a rivalry. Yes. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I like the varying opinions, though. Makes it fun. Good question. Joining us now in Studio B, a member of the BYU men's basketball team, fresh off the Cougars' best performance of the season to date in a 95-80 win over Utah State. He is a captain and senior, Luke Worthington. Luke, welcome back to the good show. Luke.
3: Thanks a lot. Glad
0: to be here. Hey, we were just talking during the break about how the media loves when they find out about a players only meeting because typically that means like hey we're we're kind of ratchet things down we're going to figure it out and we're going to come out we're going to play hard and it worked out yeah. so what can you tell us about the players meeting that uh, you had a big part in calling yeah it was um
3: it clearly uh, as you guys are able to see it was really beneficial um, but that started on monday so we actually held the meeting on monday um and and after the Weber State game a lot of conversations are had between players, between coaches. Um, and then there's also influences from the outside. A lot of people like to say stuff. Uh, so we just wanted to get together. And ultimately, if there's going to be any kind of change, it's got to come from uh, from us, from inside. So anyway, ult- I mean, we thought that would be the best option. Um, and it really worked out. Started the meeting and, and kind of just had this open format Um, where everyone could contribute, um, kind of say their piece. And and I was hoping it was going to be kind of this cohesive message, and it wound up being um, pretty cohesive. Everyone everyone brought in these different elements that I think helped us to change and, and get a lot better and have an amazing practice on Monday and prepare ourselves for Utah State.
1: Were the changes that you guys talked about, were those in line with what the coaching staff was kind of discussing or how did that play out?
3: Yeah, I also had conversations with the coaching staff. Um, You always want to make sure you're in line with them. Um, But I think everyone was kind of on the same page. It was this needed – effort and defensive mindset and several different things that played into it. But ultimately, um, being personally accountable, being accountable to your teammates um, as far as the effort you're giving um, on both ends of the floor. Um, And I think, again, everyone made these really significant contributions, and we walked away really happy with the conversation.
0: A lot of people are happy with what manifested on Wednesday night in that 15-point win against a really good Utah State team. Yeah. From what you could tell after the film review and talking about that game, what did you do different defensively to put yourself in a position to win a, an important game?
3: We played about 30 to 35 minutes of really, really locked down um, together defense, and they didn't have an answer. Uh, we, we sent out different guys, McKay, Nick, different guys, to really frustrate their best player in Sam Merrill, and he had, I don't know, four points in the first half, had an awful half, um, which made us all really happy. We love when the other team's players have <laughs> awful games. Uh, so uh, he wound up with 17, but it was after he started to have to hunt shots and, and kind of change the dynamic of the offense. And, and ultimately, um, we had a chip on our shoulders. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't this completely different schematic thing. It was, we really want to beat Utah State. I mean, it was like this deep, fiery passion. And and there were these things said, fortunately, from them that actually motivated us a little bit more about – oh, you guys don't really want to play D, and you don't know how much a few words can do to motivate a team.
1: So, <laughs> so, so you had heard some things they said. Was it in the media or on social media or something?
3: There were some things said directly. Um, from Before of, the game? From one of their players to one of our coaches, and he used that a little bit to fuel the fire. And Before I don't, the game? Yeah. I don't, think oh, I've ever, I don't think I've ever come out of a locker room with more, more of an edge. So our, our team was ready to go, and, and we showed it because we
1: were up, what, 20 at the half? So. It was, it was the best performance of the season by yeah. far. It was this, also this cornucopia of storylines, too, because it was like, okay, Utah State rival, 7-1, and one, coming off of giving up 113 to Weber State. Yeah. Nick Emery's back. Yeah. Um, did, did all that play a role as well? The players only meeting. At, you guys kind of said, okay, this is a moment. We've got to rise to this. Yeah. It,
3: it, it kind of worked out perfectly. And I said uh, to a few of the guys, you know, just like how in a game basketball is a game of runs a season can be a game of runs because teams unfortunately is as, as much as they want to win every game every single year they have skids sometimes yeah and I think we're really fortunate to have had what some would call a skid early in the season um, I mean teams that we did not want to lose to that we didn't anticipate losing to um, but that happens every year to every team so Fortunately, it happened now uh, before we get into conference, before we play these big opponents, and it happened at a pretty awesome time in the fact that we get to play two opponents that we really want to beat. I mean, no one wants to lose to in-state rivals, uh, especially like Utah State or Utah. So it it was this pretty perfect um, moment. And then the addition of Nick as well, who brings this, you know, great energy and, and uh, he's a great player, and so it, it all worked out really well this week so far.
0: Yeah, what was your perception and your take on the, I guess the performance overall by Nick Emery on Wednesday, and and the ovation he got when he went in and he knocks down his first three, and then he has yeah. a steal and an assist yeah. in like thirty <laughs> seconds like that. You can't make that stuff up. Yeah, that was crazy. What'd you think about all that?
3: It was so awesome. I was so happy for him. You know, I. I just went aside, and obviously we've had plenty of conversations over over the time that he's been coming back. But I just said, you know, you deserve this moment. Let just just live it up, have fun tonight. And he came out with, obviously, he said I was more nervous for this game than any other game. Mm. But he he came out and just contributed and and it's it's nothing new to us because we see it every day in practice and so to see him come out and be able to actually show it on the floor um i think is just a testament to the hard work that he's put in and all the changes that he has made um, to his game um and he's he's just gotten better with time so
1: how would you describe um not only the injection of Nick into the games now, but kind of this this whole off season and this season with Nick because he's one of you. And obviously there's NCAA sanction. It's like, what, what is this? And now Nick's back, and he's this injection of life into this team. So emotionally, what's it been like for the team?
3: Um, anytime you add a hardworking, gritty kind of player and, and a pretty elusive player offensively at the same time, I mean, he's, he's pretty dynamic in, in what he brings to the game. Um, we 're just excited to have him back and and it, it was really hard uh, last year for all of us to watch different things that he had to go through and then to uh, for the program to have to kind of understand and maneuver and deal with these sanctions um, that 's not easy for any team to go through um, but we one hundred percent have this guy 's back, and we know that we know what he can bring to the floor and what he can bring to the team and the true person uh, that Nick really is. And so we're just so happy to have him. I think uh, it, it's not just going to be this game that he'll make significant contributions. He's going to help us all year.
0: BYU basketball senior forward center, captain of the team, Luke Worthington, with us on BYU Sports Nation in Studio B the day before BYU-Utah. Let's turn our attention to the Utes. What's the scouting report overall on this version of Utah?
3: Um, I think... First and foremost, this is going to be a different game. It's going to be a physical game. Um, They have some big dudes, and I think um, they have some things they're trying to figure out. Um, They've dealt with a few different changes to the point guard position, a couple of transfers, some interesting things there, Um, but... Really, I mean, it's a rivalry game, so it's going to be physical from the get-go, but they are a physical team. So on top of that, we're just going to need to be able to match their physicality. It's not that we haven't played athleticism because we have. We've played against, you know, Nevada and different teams who are maybe quick and athletic. But as far as just kind of tough, I would say this is a team that's really going to try and bang around and um, really have a, a serious presence.
1: What does this game mean to you, as kind of a, a BYU Utah import to the rivalry, if you will, from Wisconsin? Um, it
3: means a lot because people talk about this stuff all year. You know, you can have a big, <laughs> you can have a big win, but ultimately, you're going to have to hear about this stuff. It's why that's why um, you know you play as, <laughs> even even harder almost um, in these. Utah State, Utah, Utah Valley, whoever it is in state, because you're going to have to listen to people talk about it. So it just adds a little fuel to your fire. And, um, you know, it's it's important to this program. It's important to the fans. And it's more it's even more important to us. So we, we want to beat them.
0: Luke, it's always great to have you in studio. We appreciate the insight you bring as a captain and uh, the clarity to uh, what's happening within BYU basketball. Let's give you as much BYU Sports Nation karma as we both can muster. Yeah, you said up they for... have a
1: bunch of bigs, so I see a lot of playing time for you tomorrow. The what's win? It? Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> look, the coach trusts Luke to play defense uh, in a physical matchup, that's for sure. So take that karma. Go and enjoy it, Vivant Smart Home Arena, and um, have you signed our new flag? I believe I have. Yes. Okay. That's three in a row.
1: Where I'm just making sure. They've signed. Yeah. I'm just making sure. Maybe like a list or something.
0: He was one of the first, I believe. Somewhere from media
1: day. Yeah, maybe from media day. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, okay, sweet.
3: Happy birthday to
0: my dad. Oh, oh nice. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Very nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Luke. Yep.
1: Thank you. Okay, coming up, an Olympic gold medalist joins us in Studio B. What does Dane Blanton like about the BYU women's volleyball team ahead of the round of 16 match?
0: And after Jerem and myself held our own players-only meeting, (laughs) 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 we guarantee a better performance with our and-one picks. Really, it can't get worse. It can't. This is BYU Sports Nation. We're the worst. Donut.
1: Yo, check out BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano. She's got the latest details in Cougar sports with a social media twist. Watch it on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube
0: account. I think we should keep it rolling on BYU Sports Nation with another glance at our headlines. BYU women's volleyball hosting Florida in the Sweet 16 tonight in the Smithfield house, 6.30 Eastern, 4.30 Mountain. Stream it on ESPN3, the Gators fourth best blocking team in the country. BYU, best offensive hitting percentage team in the country. Do not miss it. It's going to be lit in the Smithfield house. BYU men's basketball plays Utah tomorrow to Eastern at
1: Vivint Smart Home Arena in Salt Lake City in the Beehive Classic. Dave Rose says he isn't quite sure what Utah team will show up.
0: They're trying to, um, find their group because they've replaced so many guys and they have so many new guys and it seems like every game there's a a, a different lineup Um, uh, I've been able to see a couple of games and so uh, we'll see what they settle in on
1: Watch or listen to the game on ESPNU and BYU Radio I just
0: thought about the idea of beating Utah back to back in basketball and I like that idea a lot. Yeah, BYU won last. It sounds fantastic. Six former BYU football Cougars will play for their respective NFL teams this weekend, including the Chiefs' Daniel Sorensen. He and Kansas City take on the Baltimore Ravens in a game with significant playoff implications.
1: And women's basketball also plays Utah and Salt Lake City, but in the Huntsman Center, 9 Eastern, watched on the Pac-12 Network.
0: It's time for and one. Uh, we give two picks. Currently, Jeremy and I have... Total zero points for three games together. Now you got your second pick right.
1: Yeah, I okay. When I left the arena, I thought that I got both. Yeah, but I didn't understand that I had misremembered Andy Pettit. Uh, my first one. So I got 0. You have to make the basket. You got to make the to first get the free throw.
0: Yeah, see, twice yeah. I have gotten the second pick right, but I've not gotten the first pick right on any occasion. So here occasion. we go. Here we go. Zeros. Uh, first pick worth 2. If we get that one right as Jeremy mentioned, yeah. you can pick up the extra point in the second. Okay, where are you going, man?
1: My two pointer, BYU will attempt at least 23 free throws. The Cougars are averaging 23.3 a game. They will attempt at least 20.
0: Jeremy, be more conservative. I want you to go like 20.
1: <laughs> Can I change it? Will you let me I, change, yes. it 20? change it to yeah, twenty? Change it to twenty, man. To 20 chiron I'm changing it to twenty.
0: <laughs> it says twenty-three on okay, the screen. change it. Let's make this call an audible. It on the full Let's Don't make worry. it more conservative. Okay. Let's get you some points, man. That's
1: my two-pointer.
0: One Ann of us won. needs to score. Yes,
1: my and one. Look at me. BYU will win the tip. <laughs> <laughs> Yoli. Yoli, I need you to win the tip, dude, because I'm going to get that free throw one, and I'm going to get I'm getting counted. Three points.
0: Okay. All right. My pick, It's a prop bet. My two-pointer. <laughs> BYU hasn't done this away from the Marriott Center this year, but I think that the trend is, is making it so that they will do this tomorrow. BYU will shoot 70% or better from the free throw line as a team. Okay? In the three okay. games away from home, they haven't eclipsed 70%. This is mm. a neutral, neutral site. I think the juju is good for BYU right now. The juju. I'm going to go 70%, which is, it seems conservative, right? Well, we want to score points. So I just want to have an opportunity to get the second one, to even be in play. You went with the tip shot. I I went uh, BYU. Here's my end one. End one. BYU won't make 11 threes. What does that mean? (laughs) Like they'll make 10 or fewer? They'll make 10 or fewer. (laughs) (laughs) That one's pathetic. <laughs> I know it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It doesn't even okay. matter though. Okay. Doesn't even matter if I can't get the first one right. Well, true. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, that's
1: what's that's what's changed with this. So this year we finally went to the logical choice of you have to get the two pointer to get a chance at the yes. one pointer. Yes. So that's why we're at
0: zero. So if we, we had, had like kept fools, it the same, but we always do anyway. If so we had like, kept it the same, I would have two right, and you would have one right. Yeah. But it's not the case. you got to get the two-pointer first.
1: I like that you've kept track of the would-be
0: points. That's good. Right, well, that's what we do, right? <laughs> Moral victory. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's true. 70% are better from the free-throw line. You're also going to the free-throw line. 20 or more free throws. 20. You had 23 What's in there. 23, you let oh, me come down. I'm good, yeah. man. Now What's watch that? BYU attempt it. 19, and yeah. they shoot 69% from the free-throw line. Ugh! Oh,
1: come on. <laughs> Got to be better than that.
0: <laughs> what's the chance that happens? We won't discuss that, but we will play. What's the chance?
2: BYU Sports Nation asks, "What's the chance?" Presented by BYU Food to Go, the
0: MVP of your next event. Ben Bagley, what do you have for us? Number one, my friend.
2: Well, first, what's the chance that those going for their and one picks are soft? Pretty high. But oh that's yeah, okay. no, no question. Hey, I'll uh. give you guys. Need, you need a win you're scheduling need- scheduling liberty. We need exactly, we need Alabama and scheduling
1: Hugh freezes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like,
2: yes. Yeah. You ske- schedule that win. You got to yeah. do that sometimes on a schedule. Got to get a win. Hey, f- number one, what's the chance BYU hits 7 or more threes tomorrow? <laughs> under 11, so between 7 and 11 there, Spencer.
1: <laughs> a Slurpee's worth? Uh, I'll go I'll go <laughs> I'm telling you when when BYU plays on an NBA court that three-point line kind of sways where they line up for stuff
0: I won't even go that high I think I'm going to go with the Cougars season percentage from the three-point line which I think is like just over 30% so I'm going to say like 32% Mm. chance that BYU had seven or more threes tomorrow against Utah
1: that's not happened too often this year exactly it hasn't yeah it's 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 exactly 30%.
0: 30%. From three. Even with the 11-24 for performance, because they were at 28%, that bumped it up 2% to 30. Yeah, I'll say 32% chance BYU had seven or more threes tomorrow against Utah in a neutral site. Number two.
2: What's the chance Nick Emery betters his performance from Wednesday on Saturday?
1: I'll go 68% on this. I think Nick Emery uh, and Utah are a... Fun mix, uh, based on a couple years ago, obviously a little drama there. 11 points, 2 assists, 2 steals, 4 fouls in 19 minutes. I don't think he'll best his fouls, but I think that Nick Emery will play more than 19 minutes, and I think he'll have more than 11 points.
0: Yeah, I wonder how much Nick Emery is going to play. I wonder how much Dave Rose will try and protect him, potentially from the Utah crowd because it oh, is come in Salt on. Lake City. No, it's not, No, come on. I'm just saying, and it's game number you two. Know,
1: you, know, you know what he's going to do? He's going to use Nick to win the game. Like, I would love Nick, that. Nick Emery is going to be in the starting lineup. It's just a matter of when. He's too good not to put in the starting lineup.
0: I expect a similar output offensively from Nick uh, as he had against Utah State. I feel like we
1: nailed. We kind of called what was going to happen, and he did it. Eight
0: to ten points, grabs a couple of rebounds, has a couple assists, but he makes an impact defensively. He will be that infusion of energy that BYU needs off the bench. I love it. I expect a similar performance. So I'm not high on the bettering what he did against Utah State. I think similar. So I'm going to say 10% he betters it, but I think it will be a similar output. Number three.
2: Last one. What's the chance BYU women's volleyball advances to the final four? I,
1: I think it's like 33%. I think there's a good chance, but there's some good teams. Florida, certainly a, a really good. Texas, really good. I think BYU's got a good chance, but I'm, I'm a little hesitant to go like 70%. I think BYU's going to take care of business, but those are going to be some tough matches. It's going to come down to a couple of plays, I think.
0: Okay, BYU, 94-3 and 3 in the Smithfield House since 2012. 94 and three. they've
1: only played one team like Texas during that run and it was Stanford this year and uh Washington too they lost to Washington ago. yes
0: they lost to Washington yes. the other losses were to San Diego and to Utah yeah. a couple of years back to yeah, me this, this is this, this is another level at home right here. oh for yeah. sure yeah. for sure yeah i <sighs> I would love to say 100%. Yeah, it's going to be good. Let me throw on Well, the, just, uh, just throw on those goggles and oh, say it. It's You're all good, good yeah. man. 100%. 100%. bro. <laughs> goggles on, don't worry about it. Mary Lake's going to have 40, 40 goggles off.
1: Yeah. Ronnie Jones yeah. Perry. I'm
0: 30. with you. Like 33 35%, something like that. It's going to be tough to beat Florida and either – Texas or Michigan back-to-back. Most likely, it's going to be Texas. Yeah, and, and Texas
1: is a five-seed, so they're right behind BYU in the overall seeding of one through they 16. They feel
0: spited. They thought that they sure. deserved to be a number one overall seed pa- and host a And regional. I'm
1: telling you, it's a payback from two years ago. Sweet 16, fifth set. BYU blew it in Austin, and now BYU's got a chance, if they win tonight, <sighs> to potentially host te- I mean, these are some huge matches. This is big time. If you're local, you've got to go to these. If not, watch them.
0: On ESPN3, ESPNU, big-time stuff. All right, here we go. It's a huge weekend. We just want you to tell us which is the bigger matchup, BYU women's volleyball against Florida or BYU-Utah men's basketball? Hashtag BYUS and a sound off on that. Coming up, BYU has another top-10 team on campus. Which team is newly ranked? And next, he's on the call today, Dane Blanton, an Olympic gold medalist. He's going to give us his thoughts on BYU and Florida and the NCAA regional Sweet 16 matchup. He joins us in Studio B next. This is BYU Sports Nation. They're on the air.
2: What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: For the latest and greatest content from BYU Sports Nation, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
2: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our
0: question of the day. Which is the bigger matchup? BYU-Utah men's basketball tomorrow at the home of the Utah Jazz and Vivint Smart Home Arena in Salt Lake City or what BYU women's volleyball is doing as the number four overall seed, hosting their first regional in the expanded format against Florida. You tell us, hashtag BYUSN. Steve Baer answers on Facebook, volleyball on principle. Basketball, because that's just how it is. Hey,
1: it's Utah. I get it. There's no right answer here, I think. Or or is there?
0: It's both. (laughs) Hashtag BYUSN. Join the conversation 24-7 on social media. Joining us in Studio B now is our second guest of the day. He is on the call tonight for BYU Women's Volleyball against Florida. His name is Dane Blanton, Olympic gold medalist and all-around good guy. Great to have you in Studio What's B, up, Dane. Uh, thanks for having nice me. To meet you.
4: Excited it's been Twenty-five years, probably since I've been to Provo. Well, yeah. welcome back yeah. to Provo, Yeah, yeah. We
1: we're, were talking about that. You played at Pepperdine. You played BYU in the Smithfield House. So, what do you ex- what do you expect? Kind of being back in the Smithfield House, where frankly, you took it to BYU back in the nineties when BYU was getting <laughs> into the NCAA men's volleyball thing.
4: I like that you looked up the record and had yeah. it in my favor because you could have come up with you could have come up with any number and six I and probably, two. Yeah, I uh, you were zero and
1: eight. Uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> I like the six and two, but but you know what. It's such a hard place to come into play. That's what when you hear BYU, you're like, I don't want to go in there and play because the fans are so wild and the team plays at a higher level. And that's why, you know, this team, the, the women's volleyball team is so dangerous.
0: Now, let's not bury the lead. A couple of things um, jump off the page from your own personal profile. one, Olympic gold medalist in 2000 beach volleyball. And also there are a number of young ladies that work on our staff that are very excited about your performance in The Bachelor Dane.
4: <laughs> Wait a minute. There, there's like a statute of limitations. That was years ago. you had to You had to dig deep for that.: uh, Season three, is that right? Something like that. It was brand new. <laughs> so let me tell you, they usually don't tell tell who's in the running, but they had notified the volleyball league back then, the beach volleyball league, and wanted some guys to try out. And they just kept calling me back. And all of a sudden, I think I was one of two uh, three guys. I think it was Andrew Firestone who was the actual bachelor that year. But they didn't tell me they were gonna put a little featurette up on the opening night, so my phone started blowing up like, Are you the bachelor? But it was <laughs> it was one show with a little featurette. It wasn't I wasn't in the whole competition, but it was back when reality T V yeah, was, was brand new. That's but awesome. uh, yeah. the statute's up. That's the last time I wanna hear about that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like I want a gold medal and you bring it up the bachelor come on you got to get that out of the way yeah, yes exactly. Oh, and then there's the gold medal well. I,
1: I saw you had 11 aces in a in a in a set in a match like yeah, to 15. a mat,
4: 11 in a 15 we used to play yeah. you know when you had to serve to score right. it wasn't rally scoring I'm when not you, that old yeah come right. on <laughs> uh and it was a match of 15 and it was actually up in Aspen and 11 aces. Yeah. You guys do your work. You do your, you know, your history. I like this. Hey, it's game day. You got to be ready to go. I love this. I love it.
0: Jerem's hanging out with you as the. uh, Yeah, we're going to hang
4: out
1: on the broadcast. For all the matches. Yeah, for all the matches. Awesome. I'm not on the air. I'm off here. But yeah. Um, Okay. Let's talk about why you're in town here. Um, We've got two tremendous matches. Texas, Michigan, BYU, uh, and Florida. Tell us about BYU, Florida. What do you think of this matchup?
4: Well, it's going to be tough for BYU even though they're the favorite because Florida got runner up last year in the NC2A and uh, they're looking to get back there. But BYU is strong. You know, I got to see them practice yesterday and they're physical and they're I think ready to take it to that next level. They had a spectacular season, 27 and 1. Um, I don't know how they lost that last one to LMU, but um, that kind of made it interesting because then you have Texas, who got the number five seed, a little bit uh, fired up because they thought maybe they should be the four seed. you gotta you got to understand it's about getting in the tournament number one, then being a top sixteen to host the first couple of rounds, but the big prize is if you're a top four for seed, for sure, because then you host a regional, and no one could be more dangerous than BYU getting the advantage of hosting a regional, and because what we talked about earlier, so dangerous at home. I mean, since '94, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're on your, your stats, 19 and 0 in NC2A matches since 1994. Just un- unbeatable so far. At they're home. home at yeah. home. At home. And I think they're on a 22-match home streak. And it's, you don't, like I said, if you're the opposition, you don't want to play here.
0: Florida had to travel a long way to take on BYU. You can watch that match. Stream it on ESPN3. Texas-Michigan will be on ESPN U. BYU-Florida on ESPN3. It's 630 Eastern, 430 Mountain. With Dane Blanton, he's on the call today. I love the matchup between Florida as the number four overall blocking team in the country against BYU and their number one hit percentage in yeah. the country. What yeah. do you expect to transpire?
4: Well, you know, with BYU, they're so impressive on both sides of the ball. Like you said, they're leading the nation in hitting percentage. And the way you come up with that percentage is, you know, kills minus errors divided by total attempts, and they, I think, hit around 320 as a team. Crazy. But what's most impressive is on the other side, opponent hitting percentage is, I believe, the second lowest in the nation. 139 or something like that. Mm. So you're in trouble. They know how to score points. They know how to really keep their their opponent low, and it it's because of tough serving. And they go after it every single time. Not to mention the uh, the uh, players out there on the court. You know the 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 freshman this year, Knighting, who is on fire. You got the. I mean, you guys swept the WCC awards. Offensive, you know, player of the year, coach of the year, defender and Mary Lake. I mean, you look in every position and you see a superstar. And it was actually really great to see. I know Lake is kind of the the fire, fire him up player. And Coach Olmsted said that she is consistent. She's ready to go no matter what. And when you have a player like that to bring you up, It doesn't matter what else is going on. You're going to be fired up to play. And so I got to give the edge, you know, to BYU. And I I think this might be the year that they break through.
1: Ronnie Jones-Perry is certainly up for National Player of the Year. What do you think of her game? Because we've really enjoyed kind of her progression up through the
4: senior year. Well, I love it. What What is special about her is she's an all-around player. And when I played, I, I used to pride myself on being an all-around player. Because in the indoor game, you can be very specific and specialized. You could be that great hitter, that great blocker. But when you put it all together, you can pass. You can play in six rotations. You can play defense. You can hit out of the back row. You become so valuable. And that's the type of player that she is. And so I, I really enjoy watching well-rounded players that don't have a lot of weaknesses. And she She's that type of player that you can shoot that ball to the outside even on a bad pass, and she's going to take care you of it. She clean it up, yeah. You need to have that that cleaner, I guess you you call it, that has to take out the garbage because sometimes you're going to have really terrible passes, and she can make up for it. And it's fun to watch
1: her hit the bick in the women's game. That's not hit as much, but they'll they'll put it uh, down the pipe for
4: us. Yeah. yeah, gosh, you got it all. You got it all. The BIC, which stands for a back row quick, it's a very low set right in the middle, and she hits it just about as good as anybody in the nation. And when you have that option out of the back row, mm. it relieves a lot of uh, stress for for the setter when they're in the front row. It gives them that other option of a, a powerful hitter.
0: Well, we're looking forward to you on the call. Let's finish with this. From a national perspective, how is BYU volleyball overall viewed, both on
4: the men's and women's side, from those that matter in the sport? Well, I mean, it's a powerhouse. You know, the men have had a ton of success, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, the ranking just came out for, for this season. I think they're ranked five in the first coaches poll. So they are a, a powerhouse. On the women's side as well, they put up this huge 27-0 and 0, uh, record before they lost this year. I think everyone's sitting back and saying, okay, you guys absolutely have been dominant. And if you look at coach Olmstead's record over the last four years. It's the the best in the history of the sport with three plus seasons at I think nine Oh six is the incredible. It's, it's, it's incredible. I think it's 116 and 12. And now I know, I know, uh, Heather Olmstead's father really well. He's a Santa Barbara guy and uh, a Rick. grinder. Yeah. He's awesome. And he's, he refed a lot of my matches when I was at Pepperdine, he was reffing and, if she is similar to her father, which I think she is, she wants to win and win the national championship. So, you know, you can post up all these great numbers, but there's a point to where you want to say, you know what, I want to bring home that big prize. I want to put that ring on. And But what I love about her program, she's very focused on developing the individual first. And then uh, if you put that culture in place and do the right things the national championship, will come. Dane, it's been great to have you in Studio
0: B. Thanks for coming by on such a busy day. And for the record, you played in Firestone Fieldhouse, which is better than Andrew Firestone. Okay. <laughs> well, it's just you know we're gonna we have a levels. separate discussion about which fieldhouse is better The greatness of later, Firestones, yeah, it, right? Okay? Exactly. Um, but no, we appreciate the time. It's thanks for having. Thanks for having me on. Do you all mind right. signing our uh, flag here? Would that be Absolutely. all
1: right? Yeah. Let's get you. Uh, Let's get you it. a pen here right now. Well, awesome. We'll see you on the yeah. call. Thanks for coming on. All right. you.
0: Coming up, a double dose of rivalry games this weekend. Coming up in the around. And our elite voice of the day, what's the biggest sporting event this weekend? Is it volleyball? Dane probably thinks so. Is it BYU men's basketball against Utah tomorrow in Salt Lake? This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guests, Luke Worthington and Dane Blanton. If you missed any of the show, you can download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes.
1: Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Volleyball. The women's volleyball team hosts Florida in the regional semifinals or Sweet 16 in the Smithfield House tonight 6:30 Eastern on ESPN3.
0: BYU men's volleyball in at number 5 in the country in the first AVCA Division 1 poll released yesterday.
1: Men's basketball. The Cougars play Utah Vivint Smart Home Arena tomorrow in the Beehive Classic on ESPN U and BYU Radio at 2 Eastern time. BYU leads the series 130 to 128. Women's basketball.
0: The ladies also play the Utes in Salt Lake City at the Huntsman Center, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. That game can be seen live on Pac-12 Network.
2: Cougars in the NFL. Jason Mell
1: and the Saints play at Tampa Bay. Kyle Vannoy and the Patriots play in Miami. Ziggy Onsan, the Lions travel to Arizona. Fred Warner and the 49ers host the Broncos. Jamal Williams and the Packers host the Falcons. And Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs host the Ravens.
0: Today's rise and shout goes to Luke Worthington and TJ Haas for calling the players-only meeting for BYU basketball It was needed, and it worked. And if you want to know what happened in that meeting, you should listen to the podcast. Luke talked about what went down and uh, why it worked out so well for the Cougars against Utah State. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. Bryson Denny on Facebook says... Just get the win in both events, volleyball and basketball, and make finals week a little better.
1: And rise and shout to women's volleyball. Good luck tonight. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Poor Jerem,
0: I am Spencer. Shout out to Jake Schoef. We need more of those guys in the lineup for BYU basketball. Yeah, baby. Go kooks.